welcome to episode 17 of the Bau podcast. Today I have the honor of welcoming Christophe de Jager. Christophe is the director of Inhout, a company specializing in timber frame construction. Here they focus on sustainable business using bioecological materials. And since 2020, they have also been making modular homes under the name of Mobile. This is the result of a collaboration with the University of Ghent. These houses, mobiles, are also made from sustainable materials, uh, wood frame with bioecological insulation materials, and are flexible and adaptable according to the needs of the moment and of the client. We at Bau Living have had already had the honors to work with Mobile a couple of years ago when we when they just started, and I personally love the idea behind it. And Christophe is one of the guests that has been on our list uh, to come on the podcast for quite a long time. So I'm very happy you're here. How are you doing today, Christophe? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. That's uh, no no problem at all. I'm we're very happy that that you uh, that you made some time to come and uh, do the um, the story of Mobile. Um, maybe we always try to start with a little general introduction uh, of the the person that's uh, sitting at the table. Um, so maybe that's a good place to start. Like. Um, why did your interest come from in the, the environmental construction or the modular construction and how did you end up uh, starting mobile? Okay, well uh, maybe first of all um, I'm not that long with the company and now I'm three years with the company and in fact Inhout um, is founded by my business partner Martin. he started the company 16 years ago Um, but uh, well, Martin, uh, he wanted some support because, uh, like you said, uh, a couple of years ago, the University of Ghent, they came up with an idea with the mobile, um, a modular, flexible uh, house. Um, and um, they presented that idea to Martin and Martin was very interested and wanted to yeah, get started with that idea, with that uh, product. And so Martin was looking for some support and that's why, uh, when and why I, I came in. So it's uh, now three years ago that I, that I came into the company uh, and that's um, today we are, we are three business partners. We have three business partners, so Martin, Femke and myself. And uh, each of us, we have, well, uh, very dedicated tasks within the company. So Martin, he is really focusing on the mobile, more on the, yeah, on the um, uh, operational uh, management of the mobile. Then uh, we have Femke, who is um, dealing with the other business unit, with, because in fact we have two business units within our company, mobile, um, that uh, was started three years ago, but then also the part where we, uh, that is located in Nazareth, um, there um, we focusing on renovation projects and Femke is um, is um, yeah, managing, uh, is um, dealing with operational management of, uh, of that uh, part. So my, my responsibility within the company is the sales and the marketing. Um, and on top of that, um, yeah, the general management of the, of the company. Okay. And it was started th three years ago? In fact, uh, University of Ghent, they started with the idea a couple of time, uh, well, uh, some, some years ago, I think four or five years ago, they started with the idea. They also, um, um, they, um, yeah, they, they, ver they developed it, they, they, they did research, um, um, and uh, it was three years ago that uh, they came to uh, our company with the idea and uh, they asked us if we were um, prepared to, yeah, to industrialize uh, the product and uh, that's what we did. So three years ago, we really, two years ago, we started the first building the first house. Okay. And um, to make it very clear towards the listeners, um, how I think of mobile is the your modular builders yes but am i correct in saying that your main usp in comparison with the other modular buildings really is that circular and environmental approach that's correct indeed yes so we built our house completely in our factory so modular the houses can exist out of one or more modules depending on the size and on the um, on how it looks like 
But then yes, um, so our idea is that we should make something that later on can be again disassembled and where we can, for instance, in our case, our walls can be reused in other projects. So if 10 or 20 years later, the, um, our customer they decides to, um, to um, yeah, disassemble the house, this is completely possible. So they can uh, or we can completely disassemble it and use the parts in other uh, projects. And that's of course the idea of the circularity. Uh, this is one of the big challenges in the in the construction industry that today we are a linear economy, but of course um, we have to move uh, towards a circular uh, economy. Mm -hmm. And the the system itself is unique in the fact that you can disassemble the different wall elements. Correct, correct. So the, the walls themselves are made out of cross-laminated timber? No, uh, we are not using cross-laminated timber. In okay. fact, it's, um, it's frame timber um, that is completely uh, insulated with um, healthy and sustainable insulation materials. Um, so we have different materials depending also on the, uh, the needs and, and the wishes of our customers. Um, but yes, um, our, um, uh, our design uh, of our houses is really um, taking circularity into account. Um, because that's, that's very important that you, you in, in, let's say, in the beginning already think about circularity. Mm -hmm. um, that um, not only us, but also uh, the designer thinks, on, okay, later on, um, how can we disassemble everything and how can we make sure that we don't have to scrap everything, but that we can reuse certain parts into other uh, projects. Okay. And but the, the, the life cycle of a model can be equally long as any as a traditional built modular home. That's correct. Yes, it can be equally long than a traditional built home in general. Uh, so it's our uh, houses, they will um, last for generations. Uh, mm -hmm. So 50, 100, 150 years, um, you name it. Um, the difference is that our houses are built uh, according to a certain model. It's the, the model of Stuart Brand. Uh, he decided that um, you should um, build your house in different layers and each layer has a, a certain um, age. So for instance, the construction as such, uh, it will last for, like I said, 100 years. But for instance, the techniques, um, as you know very well, mm -hmm. uh, uh, techniques, um, probably in 10 or in 20 years, techniques will need to be changed, uh, re need to be uh, refurbished. And because we put, for instance, our techniques in a different layer, a layer that is very easily uh, accessible, you can also easily um, uh, refurbish your house and, and, for instance, change the techniques without um, having to change the, the wall and the insulation and, and so on. So this is also an idea where the University of uh, Ghent came up with and, and uh, again um, is, is very, um, yeah, um, uh, very future-proof uh, and that's why we liked it, uh, this idea so much. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 the vision behind the model is that you need to build in layers according to the model, uh, according to the, the, the vision of the Stuart Brand? Brand. Stuart Brand. Yes. Stuart Brand. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the uniqueness of, of the mobile unit or the mobile system is that the, the outer layer can be fully uh, disassembled and reused. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All yep. right. Interesting. Yeah. And um, does, is it like... Um, do you offer today uh, a, a value for if they would disassemble and they would send the elements back to you? Well, that's a, a good question. Now we have the first project where um, we have an agreement uh, with our customer that we will, it's a kind of a buyback uh, option. So we have an agreement with the customer that we will buy the, the, the house back after a certain period. Because in that case, um, it's... Um, 
uh, what um, what we call in, in Flemish a zorgwoning. So it's uh, they will install the the house uh, into their garden. It's for their um, their parents, and of course. Um, this is kind of temporary. Uh, after a couple of years, uh, of course, we don't know when, but after a couple of years, this house might be empty again. And um, then we are, of course, willing to buy it back. Um, of course, they can also um, sell it on the market. So that's a possibility too. But we, we can guarantee them that we have indeed a certain value for that house because we know today in advance that this house will have um, a big value for us because we can completely disassemble it um, we can refurbish it where needed or we can uh, and we can refurbish it and put it on the market or we can completely disassemble it and use the certain component components again in different projects that's very cool mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. it's, I, I, I didn't know i didn't know that you were already offering that option towards the clients yeah that's now the first uh, time that we do yeah okay so, uh, yeah yeah so that's certainly an option very interesting yeah um and you've been uh selling them now for three years uh, we started the first one we sold uh, was in 2020 okay so now it's the second uh, we are yeah more than uh, about, we are about two years um uh, on the market yes and According to my uh, experience from the market and how I see the market evolve, I, I, I have seen that the concept of modular homes has expanded rapidly in those last couple of years. Yes. Um, I don't know if you, you've experienced the same. Sure. Yes. Um, we've experienced that it's changing, but from, from our point of view, it's not fast enough. Right, um, yes. For instance, if you would look at the Netherlands, um, there you see that they have huge projects. Um, there was one project um, where we also uh, offered uh, our mobile, uh, and unfortunately we were not selected, um, but uh, it was a very good learning um, case uh, for us because um, they, they were really asking to offer 105 modular homes and they already knew that those houses should be, um, in, I think in five years, they would replace or they would put those houses onto another location in the next five years. So they have really great ideas in the Netherlands uh, where here in Belgium, indeed, like you said, we see that it's it's evolving, but it's very slow. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that's also why we are um, convinced that also in the next coming years, uh, a lot will change also in Belgium. Because as we all know, in the Netherlands, they are also always a little bit faster than us. And if that's, and if we see what's happening in the Netherlands, we are pretty sure that also here in Belgium, um, things will change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I uh, can only uh, agree with that statement. <laughs> if we look at our northern neighbors, they're always a couple of years ahead of us. Yes, exactly. We've noticed this as well. Yeah. Um, with the the um, the option of the buyback in combination with the the circular building method, mm. um, yeah, there's no buyback without the circular building method. I assume. Uh, are you, you unique? Are you the only ones today in the Belgian or or Benelux market that offer this? As far as we know, we are unique uh, with this. Yes, yeah. Okay. Because like you said, we see also other um, companies popping up uh, that are uh, modular, uh, that, that offer modular constructions. Um, however, uh, like I said, uh, with circularity, the, um, the idea is that uh, you think about this in the beginning. When you design something, you think about circularity because afterwards, when you have glued everything together, of course, there will be no circularity. So it's a, it's a different way of taking, it's a different way of building uh, things. It's, um, we have to be honest, it's not always the cheapest way of doing things, but uh, later on, we will get a lot of advantages out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, because, of course, we have been, and that's also the, the strength of uh, working together with the University of Ghent, for instance. They have helped us um, to understand what was necessary. They have helped us also to design and to calculate, to make uh, strength calculations and so on. All those, this kind of things, of course, are very important if you want to, yeah, um, if you want to be a kind of a pioneer and if you want to change uh, certain things. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. It sounds 
like it's a huge competitive advantage or it seems it sounds so logical that i would assume that um if you're a modular building and builder and you're not looking at this you are going to get in trouble in the next couple of years that's uh, we are also um, um we are also um sure that this is indeed an advantage however what we um, see is that not everybody is looking um, far ahead uh, um, some people um, they decide to buy um, a modular modular building uh, maybe not thinking about uh, the next coming of uh, next coming years they buy something for instance that might be cheaper as our modules um, but then later on indeed like you said you'll have a big issue because later if you want to sell it again or if you want to change your house uh, because the needs might be different um, um, for instance especially if, if young people they buy a house well uh, later on they might have children later on they want to have an office a home office well if you have a house that is not adoptable that is not changeable um, of course, this will limit your freedom. Um, and, and again, uh, this is the, 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 kind of, the kind of unique uh, advantages we have. And, and we are pretty sure that later on, those advantages, they will, um, we, won't, we won't have to sell them anymore. They, they, everybody will, will, explain, will, will, will recognize and will understand uh, those advantages. But today, like I said, it's, it's sometimes difficult to convince people uh, of those advantages mm -hmm. have you ever thought about a leasing model yes we have thought about it um, and we are working on it um, okay. but today we do not we do not have it yet uh, okay. but it's certainly something um, that we um, that we think it might also be a, a good advantage um, also um, we are um, we see models uh, where um, and I'm thinking um, of the name, um, but you see models where you, uh, as a company, you uh, rent something out, including uh, maintenance, um, energy costs, and so on. Uh, also, this would uh, for us be a great model because um, we are absolutely sure and we are convinced that with our models uh, you have very little maintenance everything is built with very sustainable and um, uh, very high quality uh, materials and on top of that we also have a, a, a house that is uh, very low in energy level uh, all, all, all our houses have a very low e level and this is because of uh, different reasons. First of all, because, uh, like I said, we use very good sustainable materials like the insulation materials. They are high level. Uh, that's one thing. Secondly, the techniques we are using, like the, the heating pumps we, we install in our houses, also have a very low energy, um, energy needs. Um, um, and... Um, uh, so, so this combination of all this um, means that um, your house will, will be future-proof, that you don't need a lot of energy, uh, because today there's a very hot, uh, hot item, of course, uh, energy. So you won't need a lot of energy. And we could, uh, like I said, we could, and that's what we would like to do in the, in the future, we, would, we could offer a leasing um, uh, program. Uh, or um, uh, a leasing um, option uh, where all this is included because again we we are convinced that it won't cost us a lot in order to provide that to you so that's um, that's where we, the the direction we want to go also with our with our mobile so more from a a, a cost based pricing like you buy us you, you you pay us now this this amount of money and you own it more towards a cost of usage correct right yeah correct yeah but that's something that when i talk to big developers or, or, or big players in the, in the in the industry right now that is something that's also been really moving and switching in the market on a on a building level correct that they're going from cost of construction to cost of uh, ownership yes. and that also the 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 government and these big, uh, these big uh, uh, real estate players that they take this into consideration, like the cost of buying it or building it is no longer the 
main, or not only the main element that they're looking at, it's also the entire cost of owning and, and, and living and, and using the, yes. the building itself that that's going to be a bigger determinant in the, yep. in the decision-making process. It's in fact the, the term they are using, it's uh, as a service. It's like you have the light as a service. So you're, you're not buying lamps anymore. You're buying uh, light as a service, which means that the usage of the service or uh, the usage of the light and the energy uh, usage of the light needs to be low because um, it's also the advantage of the of the of the company producing those uh, lights so you have light as a service i think you have lift as a service so you have a lot of um, different uh, modules already and i think housing as a service might be also one of this or mobile as a service mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it sounds good mobile as a service sure yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how does a how does a collaboration with a university go how does that work like because they they developed the the technology behind it mm-hmm. and you are you are commercializing it now is that um yeah i've never it's the first time we've with the 17 podcast we do now and and uh, also in in learning about the market it's the first time i have heard this uh this type of collaboration be a thing in the, the belgian market um, there are probably more of them but in the construction market it's the first time i've heard this so yep. could you maybe explain a little bit more how, how something like that works Yes, um, well, today the collaboration is, is very limited. In fact, what happened is they have indeed, they have done all the uh, development and it was rather by by um, coincidence that um, Martin met uh, somebody, a uh, professor at the university, Nathan van den Bossen, and um, well, by talking to each other, they decided, yes, maybe we should do something together. And then we um, did a Vlajo uh, project um, to further yeah, look on, on how we can industrialize uh, that, uh, that uh, project. But today, in fact, we, we, we are the owner of a mobile. So okay. we, in fact, bought everything from the university. Um, so we are independent. Um, however, we, on a regular basis, we do things together. Uh, when, of course, when we have questions, uh, we can always, uh, always reach out and, and ask them. But also, um, now recently, um, again, uh, they asked us, well, we have a project. Uh, would you like to cont- contribute or would, could it be possible that, for instance, we build something into your factory or together? So it's a very nice and uh, open relationship we have. Uh, but like I said, for the mobile, in fact, the, the development was a very was very intensive um, yeah, project. But today um, we are independent. Uh, so um, yeah, but but yeah, we have very good experience with that uh, way of working. It was okay. very nice. Yeah, sounds great. I always at the idea that a university when they develop something and they are commercializing it, that they always have like a, a, some kind of licensing model where they get. Yeah, some part of the revenue. But I, I guess that's possible. It's not uh, the case uh, with us. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, what are the biggest hurdles you see today that are blocking the um, bigger implementation of this type of of system? Because there are a lot, there is a lot of legislation already on uh, about environmental construction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the entire EPB legislation did a lot about the the cost of of living and the environmental impact of living in a building that we just discussed but we are now seeing with the european taxonomy law that's coming up that there's going to be a shift more towards focusing on the the materials that are uh, used in constructing a building as well as trying to get the materials that are part of the building back out of them or give them a second life at the at the end of the life cycle of the the current configuration Um, and then when I hear you talk about the, the capabilities of mobile, um, it seems like a very straightforward uh, system to, to implement on a, on a big scale. Um, I think my, my main question is, what's, what are the biggest hurdles you, you see today towards implementing this on, a, on an even bigger scale as it is today? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, first of all, um, people are not uh, yet aware of the advantages. Uh, not yet. Um, I think today um, people, especially in Belgium, um, they they use what they know. 
Um, so it's um, for us. It's it's uh, we have a we have a timeline eh, where we said okay in 2020 we started and 2022 today we wanted to do um, more private housing and that's what we are currently doing but yes indeed um, in a couple of years we have the ambition to do bigger projects but of course uh, we are now we are also still in a learning um, learning process uh, we've for the, the i think i have to count how many uh, houses we've built i think uh, probably 10 houses we have built so far all those houses we have learned from every house we have learned something so um so once we go through that learning curve we are really much um convinced that this will be of course a solution like you said for many many projects and also the bigger projects um the biggest hurdle we see today is also cost still um, um first of all we um it has cost us quite a bit of money to uh, of course develop everything um, but also um, um, now we've been focusing a lot on standardization on efficiency and all this goes together with volume so the more houses we can build and especially if we can build more or less similar houses i'm not saying that um, every house look should look the same because we built we everything is custom made uh, in our case so mobile is is really um, a custom made product so every design looks a little bit different but that doesn't mean that you can standardize certain things in the process and this is our biggest advantage uh, this is the biggest advantage of modular building is that uh, or one of the uh, biggest advantages is that you can standardize that you can do things much more efficient that you can um, uh, make sure that uh, mistakes don't happen and if a mistake happens of course it shouldn't happen for the second time and that's those are the things that today in the construction industry happens uh, all the time uh, every project is a new development and with modular building you you have certain ways of doing things you have of course you're working in a factory you're, you're uh, independent of the weather so those are all other um, advantages but uh, like i said uh, a big advantage is that you can work much more efficient that you can standardize that you can work with machinery um, and as such um, reduce the production time as such reduce the labor cost which is also a very uh, big cost in, in belgium and um, and again if, if we uh, refer to the netherlands um, there you see that you have big companies um, modular building companies that have yeah um, really production line um, where they build houses uh, like the automotive industry more or less and um, this is for me this is the the way to go especially if we want to make housing affordable again because today especially the last couple of years uh, prices have gone up uh, material or material pricing but also labor cost has gone up and um, i think we have, we have to be honest that today it's very difficult to to buy a house or to to afford uh, a house and and by by industrialization by standardization by modular building i'm, I'm pretty sure and i think power living is also a nice example of that by um, doing all these kind of things you can um, increase efficiency and, and, and by the end lower the cost mm -hmm. yeah i think it's uh, very well explained the the philosophy that's also behind what we try to do mm -hmm. um, i always call it productification okay yeah <laughs> like uh, i don't know if it's a real word but yeah precisely what you explained today every building is differently yep. and all the learnings that get done in that one building are not captured for the next one exactly. which is so yep. silly and inefficient yeah <laughs> yep. so it's the exact same philosophy we try to do for for sam as well yep. uh, every time we, we build it once we learn and we put it in the digital copy in the digital files that yep. then get sent back to the production for a, a next product project so every time we build it it's 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 better than the previous time we've built it yeah which if you would just imagine that has been the case throughout the recent history of uh, of construction i can't even imagine what kind what type of cool buildings we would be living in by now yeah. because yeah. that learning loop i think really is as you explained so well uh, crucial uh, towards uh, getting the costs down and, and making it more affordable and, and exactly. sustainable as well and that's 
exactly what's happening in all other industries. I yes. think uh, yeah. the construction industry is there is is really behind uh, on on that aspect, and and I think now it's time to to move uh, towards that direction, mm-hmm. um, which. I, I'm not saying that today or tomorrow uh, every building needs to be modular, but I think, um, well, and that also goes for the materials, using uh, the, the different materials. I think for every project you should look what material or what uh, production method is the, is the best. Um, and I think uh, in a lot of cases it, it might be a combination, a combination of, of concrete, uh, of, of wood, of doing things on the site or indeed doing things in a factory where you can do a lot of uh, things much more efficient and if you combine all those different um, materials and techniques you might end up with a very nice result uh, and again uh, it doesn't mean that every house will look uh, will look the same uh, the contrary mm-hmm. but but you'll have much more efficiency uh, you'll have product optimization uh, less waste um, all these kind of things are advantages of uh, of modular building. Mm, absolutely, I always think about I uh, to, I compare it a lot with the, the the car industry. Yeah, like the the process they went through in the last hundred years. Let's absolutely. call it. Yeah. Is it's the opposite of construction. Eh? Yeah, and just the idea if you would compare how a car gets built today with a building, it would be so silly because the the the. It would be the same as if you would order a car. They would supply the, I don't know, 10,000 parts that are in a car. And they would send it all to your driveway. And then like 20 different people with all their own specialties start assembling that car in the rain, in the wind, on your driveway. Mm -hmm. And that's that's how we do it today for buildings. And it's so silly because if you think about it in that way, you just feel like, of course, that's not the best way to do it. And of course, a lot of stuff is going to go wrong and still things are going to get lost and people are going to argue on the driveway because it's just not, it doesn't work. And it will be extremely expensive. And extremely expensive. Yeah. I remember when we started with uh, with Bau as well and we got into the negotiations with bigger uh, developers and, and contractors and I always heard that figure coming back 10 to 15% is calculated error margin so if we build a building of let's keep it easy 1 million mm-hmm. 100 to 150,000 euros of that 1 million is just calculated in error margin of all the different contractors that are involved with building that that one building yeah so yeah. if you can get that lower that alone can go if you can bring it to let's say three percent that's 12 percent yeah exactly lower cost price so yeah. Yeah. all right um christoph maybe um, to bring it a little bit more back to you as a person, where did your interest come from to to, to start focusing on this this uh, construction industry and more specifically the the environmental uh, uh, aspect of it? Well, um, well, I'm I'm an engineer. Uh, my background is an engineer, and uh, it was. Um, more or less by accident that I met uh, Martin. So we we have um, common friends, let's say. Um, and uh, when I heard Martin's uh, story about um, how he started the company now 16 years ago with indeed using only environmental materials and 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 healthy and sustainable. Sorry to interrupt, but the 16 years ago, then that that was in house, and yes. that's more a general construction company. Correct. Just to make it clear to the that's, audience. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for okay. making that clear. That's indeed in general uh, construction company. However, also there, our focus is is on healthy and sustainable materials. Okay. So if if you would come to Inhout and say, look, I want to want to buy, uh, I want to build uh, a house um, made out of concrete. Um, um, we would say good luck, uh, <laughs> and and but we won't we won't um, we won't offer that. We okay. won't uh, make a, uh, an offer for that. Um, so that that's Martin always had the idea to have something to build a company, uh, but really thinking about uh, sustainability, about uh, environmental uh, environmentally friendly uh, materials, and. Um, of course, mobile is, is, is a very nice um, um, extension of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, but yes, it was um, 
So when, when, when Martin explained me his philosophy and his vision and his ideas, I was really convinced that yes, this is because I, this is the way we have to go. Because at that point, I didn't or I had not a lot of experience in construction. Uh, so it was then that, that I thought, yes, this is what, something I can stand myself behind mm -hmm. and I can help to, to, yes, really create kind of impact because that's what we as a small company um, and I think um, also Bauer Living wants to do. We want to somehow help to change that very uh, old-fashioned industry and create somehow some impact um, and that's... Um, that's what I want to do. I'm, I think I can say that I'm an entrepreneur. I, I also my father was entrepreneur. So, um, but um, it's like to grow a business, and it's like it's 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 nice. Uh, better, it's nice to uh, grow a business, and it's nice to somehow, yeah, um, change things. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, I know that uh, construction industry is very difficult to change, but somebody has to do it. And if we all, as um, small entrepreneurs and, 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 and pioneers, if we all try to do something and work together, then I'm, I'm pretty sure that that will have impact somehow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What was your background before you started? Because this is the first time you're active in construction. Um, I've um, studied um, uh, as an engineer and okay. uh, I worked uh, for a long time uh, for the company, the international but Belgian company, Bicard. Right. Yeah. So um, that's a well-known name. But what do they do again? They do steel wire. Okay. Yeah. Right. And okay. Um, so that's the opposite, <coughs> basically, yeah. of what you do today. Yes, it's it's very different. It's very different. Um, not only, indeed, the industry is different, but also, of course, the way of working is different. Uh, like I said, it was an international company. I've learned a lot uh, during that period. But well, today we are in SME. Um, and also there, um, there are a lot of differences, of course. We have a small team. Um, well, today we have uh, in total in-house and mobile, we have 25 people. But it's uh, still a, a very small team. And also there, I would say that uh, working in a small team is, is nice. But um, it shows how important uh, every team member is. It's... Um, um, you can have great ideas, but if you don't have the people that uh, support that idea and that, that more or less share the passion and the vision, then it's very difficult to achieve those goals um, or your goals. And um, I think I'm very honored that I can work together with, uh, with, with a team, like I said, that is very dedicated, but also with two business partners like uh, Martin and Femke that are really dedicated, uh, that... Um, have the same vision that have the similar ideas of course we are very different too and uh, so we have also once uh, once in a while we have discussions but that's sometimes necessary very normal yeah that's normal um but by the end uh, everybody knows what to do um and we trust each other and um, i think that's the way to go and that's how we would like to achieve our goals and and and, and grow the business mm -hmm. and um, that's always something I, I, I'm wondering about because we started with Bao immediately after graduation. So mm -hmm. I've never worked anywhere else. Okay. Um, do you think it's an advantage or a disadvantage that you first had some professional experience in a bigger, larger organization and that you got to see and experience and learn how a yeah, successful big organization functions before you started managing your own business do you think it's do you look at it as a positive or a negative or yeah do the benefits outweigh the the, the, the downsides basically? yeah um i i certainly see it as a benefit uh, i'm not saying that uh, it's not possible without certainly not but uh, yes i've i've learned a lot um you see how a big international company is working um of course sometimes you don't because of course it is such a big company of course you don't see the whole picture and that's maybe the disadvantage that you're focusing on uh, on a smaller part of a big company um, where if you're starting your own company you have to do everything right uh, so um, 
So, but but I think um, for me in my case it was an advantage. Um, I when I when I started in or when I joined better uh, in house, I knew already what I wanted and what I do not want. Um, and and today I think we can we can uh, still rely on that. Um, also, Martin has um, at a certain period uh, during those sixteen years worked. Um, together a very close uh, relationship with another company also a construction company and also i think martin has learned there a lot of things where also now today we say look this is something we should do as well or we rather not do so it's um, i think it's it's good to have um, some experience or it doesn't maybe necessarily need to be your own experience but maybe have a team member that has some experience might help too um, because otherwise it might be sometimes lonely and mm -hmm. and I think uh, if I remember well you were also joined um, started at KBC uh, yes. at a certain point I yeah. think that's also a very good learning school where you have a big network where you can rely on other or, or learn from other people absolutely um, because otherwise it might be very difficult mm -hmm. yeah I remember back when we started I think this the startup hype was even a bit bigger than it is today. Yep. But well, it was 2016, 2017 that we really started, the, 2017 that we really started the business. Yep. And then we had an idea and we didn't have a product yet, just a vision. Um, but if you wanted, you could go to an accelerated program every evening of the day, eh? every evening of the week. It yeah. was mm -hmm. you, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's good, but I also think a lot of companies lost themselves in that. Like yeah, in the, probably. oh, it's so cool and let's talk with other entrepreneurs. But at the end of the day, you need to get stuff done and you're not exactly. going to get stuff done at the, the 20th. Uh, <laughs> let's get together and get some drinks and brainstorm sessions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for us, we had like a little bit of a love and hate. Uh, okay. Hate is a strong word, but it was a love and, and a skeptical uh, position towards yeah. all these accelerator programs. But nevertheless, we had tremendous benefit of, of, uh, of, of a couple of them. I remember we went to the Climate Kick Accelerator program, which was a European program, okay. which was just amazing. Well, a couple of Dutch, again, the Dutch, yeah. a couple of Dutch entrepreneurs who already sold their business. Okay. And they were just doing it from, I mean, they, they charged some consultancy fee to yeah. the EU, but they were basically there to, to give you, in the most Dutch way possible, <laughs> straightforward, critical, feedback on your idea and the progress you made in the last month so every month we needed to go there okay that was just an amazing program yeah and because they got those guys they had they had nothing to lose they they they, they were just there to help you but in a really direct no bullshit way so okay. uh, it was yeah. very hard at times yeah, yeah. But looking back on it it was very very uh valuable okay yeah. um what what's the future for mobile how do you how do you look at uh, the next couple of months and years um yeah well, it's a good question um of course uh, like i said we want to grow um so um i have to uh, like i said i should count how many projects we have done so far um so in 2020 was uh, of course um not a lot. Uh, we, we we had the luck that we could start with a project where we could build immediately six houses. So that was uh, kind of lucky for us. Um, but that meant also that we had to go and look for uh, a factory or a, a big uh, place uh, uh, in order to uh, to install uh, everything we needed to yeah, to build those houses. Because building a house is not something you can do in your backyard, of course. Is that the project we did together? Yes. Okay. That yeah. was our first project, right. in fact. Yeah. Yeah. And then um after that um yeah we we needed to uh, invest uh, time and money in marketing uh, we didn't have a logo at that moment yet uh, we didn't have a website uh, we didn't have pictures um, so all these kind of things we did in order to fill that sales pipeline um, and so um, that's something that's so we 2020 was um, kind of a good year starting with the six uh, houses then we built another house this year was a little bit slow at the beginning because mm -hmm. that sales pipeline had to be filled and as you know we also of course you need the approval from the government and so on to to build a house so it's it all it all takes time it's not that uh, if your customer says yes we want to build with mobile that we can start tomorrow of course a lot of things needs to need to be done uh, before we can start building uh, so to, to in this year 
uh, we had a, a good year, but especially for next year. We, um, in fact, we think about um, doubling the the sales volume next year, or uh, more or less two point by two point five, um, because uh, we have a lot of uh, projects already in the in the pipeline. Um, we see a lot of um, um, people contacting us because they they and that's a little bit I think also what we see today is because of the high raw material pricing because of the the high energy costs that people um, and that's our, our experience at least that people start looking at alter alternatives uh, mm -hmm. they they say look we um, a traditional the traditional uh, way of building a house is not affordable anymore let's look at what alternate alternatives we have and that's also how they come up with um, with mobile of course mm -hmm. um, so that's the ambition is uh, like I said to double or maybe to triple our sales volume for next year and then um, we want to continue growing and then we would look in also into the um, not a, because today we are building private houses then we would also like to look into the project market mm -hmm. Uh, because again, we believe that volumes. Um, when we get bigger volumes, and uh, of course, if we can build houses that more or less look a little bit similar, like for instance, ten ten houses where you have um, two by two, for instance, where you have, of course, a lot of similarity, but also different houses. That's of course uh, for us. This might be a very good. Um, uh, this kind of projects would be very good for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's where we're going to start looking into. Um, today we have already some contacts with um, project, uh, with companies that, that do this kind of project. Um, but I, I hope for next year to, um, yeah, to, to close some, some of those deals uh, so we can really grow um, and see um, yeah, how we can speed up our production process uh, because that's what uh, what we hope for. Sounds like a great plan. Thank I you. Uh, I think uh, based on everything what I've heard today, uh, it sounds very promising. Yeah. yeah. Um, stuff. What we always try to do at the end is to uh, switch it a little bit around because. We always talk about the construction and the environment and, and the challenges, but we like to end on a, on a lighting note. Um, so I'm going to ask maybe a little bit more uh, open uh, personal questions. Okay. Um, if you could have a drink with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? It's a um, difficult question, okay. uh, I would say. Um, I think in Belgium we have a lot of um, nice... Uh, companies nice uh, entrepreneurs um, and I I would maybe pick um, Walter Torfs mm -hmm. um, because I really think what he's doing is, is great like we've we've mentioned it um, working with people is something that is not always easy but it's it's building a nice or good team is, is really essential for your company and I I don't know him uh, personally but I would like to talk and see how he has done certain things because he has been employer of the year a couple of times, I think already. And I, um, well, when, when there is a, in the paper, when I can read something about him, I always like to do because I really believe that he is uh, yeah, doing great. Um, again, working with people is not uh, always easy and um, I would like to learn from him. Mm. Uh, interesting, interesting answer. I once uh, had dinner with him. I okay. once sat next to him, yeah. Okay. So uh, when we were, after the first year of our commercialization, we won an award, the Bison Award. Okay. I don't know if it still exists, but it was to celebrate the collaboration that we did with uh, Van Oud, Van Oud Pro, uh, who yep. produces the, the furniture. Yep. Um, as the best joint venture of the year. Okay. And uh, he was also nominated for a startup that he was working with. And okay. he, I, I, they, it was with yeah, fixed places. Uh, and they sat me down. And a couple of minutes later, Walter set, set himself down. And, okay. uh, yeah. Very pleasant guy. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a good couple of laughs with him for <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, what I think too. Yeah. yeah. 
And you learned something uh, about his way of working together with people, or maybe that was not the topic no, of the that day. No, that was not the topic <laughs> of the day. It was more uh, lighter uh, yeah. uh, conversation. Okay. Plus, yeah. I was sat at the table and at the table, and they were definitely uh, more important and uh, bigger uh, people to talk to than just me. But uh, yeah. no, it was uh, was fun. Okay. All right, yeah. cool. Uh, maybe a final one to end with. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know if you read a lot, but is there a re- is there a, a certain book that you think, wow, if I, there's one I can advise to anyone listening, you should definitely give that a, a read during uh, the end of the year. Uh, well, I, I'm not reading that often, to okay. be honest, um, but I think I can recommend something. Um, In fact, we were honored to be in a TV program uh, last year. We okay. were in a program of uh, Gilles Peters. Uh, Gilles Peters had the program uh, What Houdt Ons Tegen? Um, and it's about climate change. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it really gives um, a history of um, what happened in the, in the past, um, uh, why uh, are certain things what, what they are today, uh, what happened. And also, um, there are a lot of interesting um, speakers about, well, how can we change uh, certain things? Also, interesting companies, such as Mobile <laughs> was there. But um, I, I found it very interesting. Um, so I would really recommend to watch it. But the, she also has a book, Jill Peters. Uh, so if okay. you want, you can also read her book. Uh, I have it. I, I got it as a as a present, but I was not able to read it yet. But okay. also, it's on my to do list. But um, so my recommendation would be: or you watch um, the TV program. It's um, it's five five parts. It's not only about construction industry. It's but of course construction industry is is part of it. It's a big part of it. But it's um, like I said about climate change, a very hot topic today, and. Um, So this is uh, my recommendation. Wonderful. Uh, I assume we can find it online because then we will put it in the show notes. Yes, yeah, All right. you can find it. Yeah. So everyone listening, just in Spotify or in Apple Podcasts, just click on the description of this episode and then you can click and then you can you can go and watch it. Christoph, um, to finish off, is there anything else you want to say to the, the audience? Anything else that we didn't discuss today? Not really. Um, uh, I was, um, like I said, I was honored to be here. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I hope we can do some uh, projects in the future. Uh, would be would be very good because I think our products are also complementary. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be nice to um, to work together again. Mm-hmm. And of course, I wish, wish uh, Bauer Living also a lot of uh, success in the future. Thank you very much. I can only uh, 100% agree with that statement. Uh, we already did the project. I think was your first and one of our first as well a yep. couple of years ago. Yep. A lot has changed, um, but let's see uh, let's see what we can do in the future because, as you say, the the, the, the visions are very much aligned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everyone uh, that's listening, if you want to learn more about mobile, uh, mobile.be, I assume. Yep. I will also put it in the show notes. And thank you, everyone, uh, if you joined in and listened till here. Uh, thank you very much and... Uh, We wish you a very pleasant day, whatever time or moment you're listening to uh, right now. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bau Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to subscribe to our channel. If you're interested in Bau Living in our Smart Adaptable Module or SAM, go check out our website, bauliving.com. If you want to stay up to date, you can best subscribe to our monthly newsletter on our website or follow us on all social media platforms where we're named at Power Living.